0: Too fat. Ooh, 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 ass
1: too fat. <laughs> Where did that
0: come from? My ass is too fat right now. i Was supposed to go hiking and it just didn't happen because you know. Oh yeah, that's right. Huh? Lazy.
1: <laughs> I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. This week, I feel like the life has been sucked out of me by I a vampire. Feel you.
0: I'm telling you, was that wine last time.
1: Vampire Ish. wine. All the vampire stories in yes. the last few weeks. Now October's over and. Uh,
0: I'm a little bit older, just a little bit though.
1: Just a little bit. <laughs> but you don't look it. You're like 29.9999 forever.
0: All right, I'm going to go with that. Shoot, oh. but the allergies has been kicking my ass. Um, I was mentioning to Alma earlier that I have like these dry patches underneath my skin. So when I take off my makeup and my face is just bare, I look like Halloween. Because I have these <laughs> red things that outline my little wrinkles underneath my eyes. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here?
1: this aging stuff it sucks
0: i i don't want that
1: okay can we just age backwards <laughs>
0: that's what i'm saying i'm like <laughs> although i think i sounded more like i was speaking a uh, devil backwards record backward Ooh-hoo. masking i'd be like ass too fat but it's like fat to ass
1: <laughs> oh my god you're hilarious So we were talking about the shirts earlier.
0: Definitely. We're going to take pictures of them soon. And then we're going to have a bit of a raffle uh, for anybody listening. So um, we'll put those pictures up on IG. So make sure you subscribe to follow us. We're at Tipsy Tales Podcast on IG. We're also on Twitter.
1: Twitter. Twitter, Facebook.
0: Facebook. We're everywhere. You got it.
1: (laughs) We're (laughs) everywhere. We're also on Podbean now. Really? Yeah, I submitted to that. I didn't even realize you could. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fine. You it's know what fine. I mean.
0: <laughs> so, how was your week, Alma? Anything cheery? Anything you want to laugh about?
1: That I want to laugh about this week? Sure. Hmm. I saw somebody
0: fall. Thought it was hysterical. I almost tripped while laughing. So it stirs me right. <laughs> was it you? Did
1: you, Were you walking by one of those mirrors?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm flipping you off if you can only see. <laughs> were you hiking no god i need to though i really do need to get back in shape it's perfect weather right now and i just have not mustered the energy
1: we had a we had a birthday this weekend it was mario's birthday so i had all the kids over nice it feels really weird
0: girl i bet because almost, almost none of them live at home anymore
1: almost except for mario you're we like i'm for counting a few the more days weeks until they move out
0: you're gonna be holding his leg while he drags you i out. know <laughs> Estalia calls um me, she's like, You're such a smother and I'm like, Yeah, suck it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it could be the other way around. It could, i am definitely a smotherer. She's a smotherer too though. Where are you at when you come home? When I'm home, she's like, Where do you gonna spend time with me? Why do you gotta be speaking of, sorry, I'm all over the place and I have not had a caffeine. But I started watching Downtown Abbey finally
1: finally i've been telling you for I years. Know.
0: so it's on amazon right now and i wasn't feeling good on monday so i'm like i want to go ahead and i'll fall asleep to it no falling asleep binge through the first two seasons it's this good week. right i, I you love you like it. it i totally dig it i like periodic wow i like period pieces right me
1: too i was catching up on Paul Dark. were you yeah. I, I
0: saw that too and i kind of want to catch up on that but or start that i'm sorry you should but i have not yet
1: i'm all you should it's really good
0: another thing that we gotta try um soon when we can have like a when we have a little more time and we're maybe chilling we'll take some pictures i went and bought a couple of whiskeys this week
1: oh what kind
0: um the house of stark kind house of targaryen time kind and then the house of the lannister yay i have a picture of it you want to see yeah I All do. Right. I know you're like, you can't see it on the podcast, but it's fine, it's fine. We'll post it up at some point. It's, it's fine, 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 fine. Where'd you so, get them? You order them online or? Oh, really? Yeah, I ran over there. Um. Well, I didn't. to oh, run over there, nice. and so they're not like super um expensive um whiskeys. You really. It's kind of like any those girl cool. who loves makeup. So right. you used to go to Mac before they had all these um different types of makeup and packaging. You'd go to Mac. People would flock there to get like their Marilyn Monroe. Well, not all people, but I was one of them weird people <laughs> who do that, to that. Do you get... like those collector items? Oh my God, girl! I am a sucker for a collector item. So. I used to do that drag my um, friend Norma over there or, or vice versa and we would literally go buy like collections of like Wonder Woman collection didn't matter if the makeup wasn't great all the time we'd still go do it so anyways. They're very easy drinking whiskeys. Um, the House of Targaryen and um, House Stark. The um, last one is um, the Lannister one, but I think that is God. I can't remember. It doesn't go down that easy. <laughs> <laughs> right? It <shouldn't>, right? <laughs> it's actually a really good whiskey, though. Um, it's not Oban. It's um... so is the Targaryen? Is it kind of like fire? No, um, <laughs> I wish though, but it's actually super easy, easy drinks. I'm telling you, it's just, it's pretty awesome. That's good. So um, we'll have to, I'm
1: looking forward to that.
0: Definitely. We're going to have to have it. Lagavulin. Okay, so anybody who knows Scotch Lag... Actually, these are Scotches. They're not just whiskeys. But anybody who knows Lagavulin has a little bit of smoke to it, and it's age nine years, so a lot of depth. Um, I like whiskey. If you can't already tell of it, I'm all salivating, (laughs) drooling. (laughs) So we got to try it. Um, The one that I do want to get that's probably going to be coming out tomorrow is um, the black. Castle black? Yes.
1: Oh. comes in a
0: completely black bottle.
1: I want to try these.
0: Same. I want you to try them, so... (laughs) that's the highlight of my week
1: <laughs> so what are we drinking today
0: we are drinking wow i, I was listening to that when i was listening as okay. soon as we say
1: drink we start. Like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyways we are drinking ancient roots again this is another budget wine really good really easy sweet um it is the ancient roots. It's dark red blend. It's 2014, which at this point in time, the they don't they're too young to really even mention the ages. But I like to mention them anyways. So California, full bodied, 13.5 alcohol percentage. So the winemaker's notes are: it's a rich blackberry and plum, layered with hints of dark chocolate and coffee. Did you get any of that? Hmm. if you're like uh-huh like <laughs> you're agreeing with me for the sake of agreeing with me or if you actually tasted it
1: <laughs> no i take i taste the dark Let's chocolate see. i really do
0: yeah again easy drink enjoy on its own or with meatloaf bacon cheeseburgers lasagna so bottom line is it's it's pretty much a, you go
1: making me hungry again huh
0: same no <laughs> i am start chewing on this microphone <laughs> i know neither so, one of us has eaten right so it's pretty much a tasty drink for all, pretty much all days easy easy drink you're not gonna if you, you know if you don't drink it all it's not gonna hurt you you're not gonna cry well I cry because I don't like leaving anyone behind so <laughs> <laughs> all righty then and so today we forgot to mention that it's backwards day it is we never ever like that who we are I oh. assume now that you're all listening <laughs> You all
1: know who we are, but anyways, I'm I'm, Yvette,
0: I'm Mama. and this is Tipsy Tales, so we should get on. I mean, after all the alcohol talk, I'm like, I want to drink, smoke a nice fat cigar, eat with a cheeseburger, (laughs) (laughs) not with the cheeseburger in it, that's just weird, but
1: (laughs) I would hope not. No. (laughs) All right. So today we're doing opposite day.
0: Yes, ma'am. What do you got for me?
1: Which we're just going to kind of do at the beginning of every month.
0: Yeah. Just to kind of switch it up a little bit yeah. and see how things are going.
1: We're going to switch places. I'm going to take the true crime story today. And Yvette is going to do the paranormal.
0: Ish. ish. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I say ish all the time because, you know, you've heard, if anybody's listened to the first 15 of our podcast, I'm not real big into like spirits and so, ghosts. <laughs> I freak out a have, little bit. I'm did not you have lie.
1: all the lights on in the house while yes.
0: you... Yes. 100% I was sweating my did you do
1: ass it off. During the middle of the day.
0: No, I did it actually later on at night, but I made sure there were people inside the house, so
1: that happened. All right, well, I'm doing The Murder of Michelle Avila. Ooh. I actually found this story a few years ago. It interested me, but I was actually doing some uh, genealogy research on my family. And I'm not saying she's related to us, but I just like, as I'm Googling stuff, I found this story and I just kind of just went down the rabbit hole with it Okay. while I was at work at lunch <laughs> and then just like continued at home and just- There's
0: there's some of those stories that just grab you. Like...
1: Right. Yeah, totally. Michelle Yvette, known as Missy Avila, was born on February 8th, 1968
0: she was a baby she's not much older than us she was 17 when she
1: um was murdered yeah oh anyways on october 5th 1985 at 17 years old michelle's lifeless body was found face down in a stream in big Tujunga canyon in angeles national forest
0: and where's angeles national forest at
1: um i i want to say it's north of los angeles okay um she had been forcibly drowned in 8 inches of water, and her body was being held down by a 100-pound log. Holy shit. About 4 feet in length. Missy grew up in Arieta, Los Angeles, which is... L.A. Yeah, L.A., northern L.A., with her mom, Irene, who adored her, and her three brothers, Ernie, Jr., Mark, and Chris. She met Karen Severson when she was about 8 years old, and they'd been best friends From that time forward, Um, they spent most of their time together. Like if one wasn't at one person's house, they were at the other person's house. Like they were, they did the things that best friends do at that age. They even called each other's mom's mom. Aww. Missy thought of Karen as a sister, as a sister that she never had. And I think vice versa. She was very, a very petite girl. And at the time of her murder, she was about four foot 11 90 oh, pounds. Oh, holy so shit. So she was,
0: she was she tiny. She was tiny. Yeah. Did she have... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not sure if maybe I just didn't catch it. Um, did she have brothers and sisters or was she, she an only brothers. child? Okay.
1: She had brothers. She had three older Old brothers. brothers? Well, okay. actually two older brothers and one younger brother. Okay. Karen had become her protector from other girls who had tried to bully her because Karen was bigger than her. Yeah. That friendship was tested once they started attending San Fernando High School and Missy had always been a pretty girl with long brown hair and green eyes, but... In high school, she blossomed, and she becomes very popular.
0: Oh, I bet. Beautiful. I mean, just the description of her. I can just imagine. Yeah,
1: I'll have to show you a picture. She was a pretty girl. And then Karen starts to become jealous, especially since she starts spending less time with her and more time with boys. And at some point, Karen gets pregnant. Oh, okay. And their friendship kind of, like, it Drifts changes. Apart, yeah, know. I mean, yeah. you couldn't
0: get that because now Karen's priorities are probably different. She's probably worried a lot more stuff. She's probably still in the vein of going out, right? Having a good time. She's popular. I get it.
1: Right, and she starts making new friends and. Yeah. Like I said, it makes her jealous. Um, at one point, she starts a vicious rumor about her best friend that she's having sex with various boys. And this caused Missy to be beaten up by a group of girls who accused her of sleeping with their boyfriends.
0: God, that's so fucked up. And I hate, hate, hate slut shaming. And I'm like a total victim of fucking stupid ass rumors. I'll be like straight up. And none of it was even true. None of it was even true. And
1: I think that's the case with this. I think it was just like just vicious jealousy. Yeah
0: i'm sorry i love girls and i hate to woman shame but sometimes fucking a them bitches
1: yeah we'll just wait oh no um before this karen found out she was pregnant took like i was saying she took some time off from school and during this time missy was going to polytech and doing really well but at some point her parents start going through divorce and her grades start declining and karen decides that she's going to go back to school But she decides to go to Mission High School, which is basically for kids who want to graduate early or dropouts or kids who couldn't make it in regular high school. Kind of almost like, remember Bostrom? Yeah. A little bit like that. She convinces Missy to attend with her as well. And prior to this, Missy was kind of like in gifted classes. She was a really smart Smart. girl. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, like her parents are going through a divorce and she... Probably you know, feeling a little
0: bit lost. Yeah. And, and then she's like, just probably clinging yeah. on to whatever she yeah, can get then, a hold of. That's even though it's probably not the best thing.
1: Yeah. And they kind of rekindle their friendship for a while there. Anyways, in their junior year, Missy begins dating a boy named Randy. She broke up with him within a month because he liked to party too much. And not long after that, Saverson begins to date Randy. Really? Yeah. And eventually, they move into an apartment together. Um, she'd later tell Missy's mom, Irene, that she had witnessed Randy try to pull Missy onto his lap. And Missy rebuffed him, basically. saying yeah. She no, didn't want to rekindle it. From it yeah, yeah, exactly. So after this, um, Missy encourages her friend to break up with them. Because, basically, he's a dog. Right. And this pisses Karen off, for whatever reason. Like, she just can't let go of this. This is right around the time that she starts spreading these rumors about her and she's also i think she starts plotting her vengeance against her at that's this fucked time. up
0: so because her boyfriend still wants his ex-girlfriend right am i right
1: yeah or he's just flirting with her or whatever but
0: yeah so i mean obviously if she already was jealous um over missy before i can't imagine even him being playful or whatever the case it be. I mean totally his fault. Keep your fucking hands to yourself. There's no need for it. Have right. some fucking boundaries because Yeah, but
1: deal with your boyfriend with that. Don't yeah, don't, don't deal come with at her, your friend. That's, exactly, that's your best friend since you're like, well, really Well not only that, but young. it's like
0: she's not doing anything. She's like fucking get the fuck away from me right. doing the right thing and this girl's like, Oh, 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 oh. you know yeah, what I mean?
1: And some girls are like that. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. There's another friend that lives around the corner also. Her name's Laura Doyle. And kind of the same thing. I think uh I don't know if Karen gets in her head or whatever, but they they just kind of start, like, treating... Feeding mi- each other's mi- yeah, fire. Yeah, feeding each other's fire and treating Missy like shit. Okay, so like I said, the whole thing with Karen's boyfriend pissed her off. And, like, 10 days before uh, Missy's death, her and Karen get into a physical fight. And Karen threatens Missy with a broken bottle and pushes her and slaps her around. Wow. Exactly. And but who pushes who? Karen. Karen's the friend. Oh,
0: no, no, but uh, Missy broke... Threatened Karen with the bottle.
1: No, vice versa. Karen threatens Missy with the bottle.
0: She's a little girl, she's tiny, and this big girl is is threatening her with the bottle and then And up until this time,
1: she's her protector, you know, going through school and people are picking on her or whatever, she's the one that's like kind of backing her up or whatever. There's a book, and I have it at the end of here, uh, where I took some excerpts out of this book. And one of them was like, when they first become friends, you know how you are as a mom, you kind of pick up on things about your daughter's friends. Right. Right. and so when they first meet you know karen comes over and missy introduces her to her mom the first thing she says is do you have anything to eat and so her mom's like yeah i'll make you guys some i've got some cookies you guys sit down whatever um and while she's there karen's kind of keep this in mind karen's an only child (laughs) and she's adopted
0: oh so and she has her own issues. Yeah,
1: but she, so Missy's telling her about her life, and Karen's kind of like that one-upper kind of. She's like, oh, I have brothers too, and. Really? Yeah, like starts making up all this stuff, and then they. That, that they,
0: real super-duper insecure.
1: Yeah, but and at that young of an age. Okay. So her mom kind of picks up on that, but she kind of just is like, she's young, you know, she kind of brushes it off. So keep that in mind about okay. her, that she's kind of, she, her mom picks up on the fact that she's manipulative
0: okay anyways always know yeah moms you know and you hate to say it and sometimes you wish you're wrong but you just as moms you just know know, serena's had friends where i'm just kind of like and i'll
1: say i'll say my piece about it but in a way like um i try not to bash that person but
0: (laughs) better mom than me
1: Well, because you know, you, do, you if well, you start course, saying yeah. things in a certain way, then that pushes you towards that person, pushes yeah. them towards that person even more. So it's like,
0: I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm not that awful, but yeah, I I do say my piece a little bit <laughs> assertively. So
1: well, and once Serena like expresses like how she feels about that person, mm-hmm. then I all like unleash. But like, I
0: told you how like, I, like, I, I felt about you, that. <laughs> I told, told you, you, I, I got it. In my gut feeling. <laughs> so aw. exactly.
1: So anyways, on October 2nd, 1985, Missy tells her mom she's going out with Laura Doyle. Um, This is the other friend. Okay. One of her really good friends from school. Irene is a little confused because Laura and her had not been on good terms. Laura had accused her of kissing her boyfriend and they had a fight about it. Okay. Yeah. So who knows you know if the, that is true or not. No, like, But
0: you know what it is, girls? Because I think when you're, and I say this, maybe I'm just kind of like, saying this because it's something that I felt you know so I tend to give everybody I tend to give everybody the benefit of the doubt Well, and
1: that's Missy too she seems to give she seems to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and it
0: almost seems gullible and I think it's probably just a good hearted person right because you're not manipulative like that you don't think that way so maybe you are just a little bit more trusting than people than you probably should be
1: right and I think that's the case with Missy with her friends because like over and over again they kind of like do her wrong Dirty. and then she just wants to see the good of them and she makes up with them and, forgives them and yeah. just so apparently on this day she's like super happy that like she's made up with her friend and they're gonna go hang out and she wants to be there for her because i guess uh laura like breaks up with her boyfriend or whatever so she just kind of like feels bad and she wants to be there for her um and that's kind of some stuff i gleaned off of listening to some of the documentaries too okay. about it missy assured her mom that they had made up everything was okay and laura picked her up about 3 p.m missy kissed her mom goodbye told her mom she loved her it's heartbreaking right now i
0: don't even know where you're going but i feel like i'm gonna be but i'm gonna like I'm gonna want to cry here in a minute or
1: like i I've, I've been crying listening to this Ugh. stuff the two girls drove away in Laura Doyle's red Volkswagen. Um, several hours later, at about 6 p.m., she would receive a call from Laura asking her if Missy was there. Laura is the one that she took oh, off shit. with. Him. Oh, Oh, um, that mom
0: must have fucking freaked out immediately. Yeah, I would've. She's,
1: like her heart drops and she's like, confused because Missy like, had left uh, with her. She's with you. And Laura tells her that she had left her at Stonehurst Park and, with three boys in a blue Camaro while she went to put gas in the car. And when she comes back, they're all gone.
0: What kind of bullshit is that? I'm just going to leave you the, this one girl here with three boys right. to hang out while I go get gas. Right. But, of course, you're perpetrating her, story, her to being the whole, quote-unquote, slut girl. So, hell, of course, that doesn't sound out right. of the three norm, boys.
1: right? Yeah. So, oh, like, like, and yeah. her thing was that Missy acted like she knew them. So, she felt felt like she was fine. So, she just went to go put cast really quick. And Missy knew she was coming right back. Exactly. Yes. You should see me. That I'm, hand stroking, I'm yeah. stroking air. <laughs> like
0: Get um, the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. She comes back and they're all gone. Ugh,
0: her mom must have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. That would freak me out.
1: Yeah. And so she's like trying to glean out of her like what kind of car? Like, yeah. Who are these guys? And and no Laura's details, like, right? no, I don't know. I have no idea. You know, they were Missy's friends, not my friends. So I don't know who they are. As it would, that night proves to be one of the longest nights of Irene's life, you know, waiting for a phone call from her daughter or just waiting for her to walk in the door. And it's not like her daughter, like her daughter, her daughter basically said, I'm going to be back at this time. And if she doesn't come back at a certain time, she's going to call her mom. Right. And so she doesn't.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. So that call never comes. And three days later, her daughter would be found face down in that river.
0: Poor baby. Yeah.
1: Irene had no reason to suspect her friends, Karen or Laura. I would girls. have suspected
0: the friends immediately, but uh, I guess, I mean, I guess just being overwhelmed with just a bunch of emotions. I, I mean, I maybe. Ugh. Well, and, and some of the other this... stuff that
1: I read in the book that even prior to this, like there's things that, and you know, as a mom, you're going right. to be like backtracking and being like, why didn't I pick up on this? Why didn't yeah. I pick up on that? That, that's so obvious or this or that, but she'd already, she was, like on the tail of an uh, end of a divorce that was being finalized. So,
0: you know, and she you was be, just
1: happy that Missy was happy that day. Day,
0: yeah. Girl, and you'd be surprised. And I mean, with the couple of things that happened with my son and my, you know, a while back, you get so distracted with one thing that you forget sometimes with the other kid needs you too and so i totally get that right just completely overwhelmed And, and i
1: can't even imagine like what she i can't even imagine like there's some things that have happened like major things and you backtrack in your head and you're why didn't i see it why didn't i pay attention what was i doing right so i can't i can't even imagine what she went through so like i said at this time she doesn't have any reason to suspect the friends karen or laura both girls attended the funeral laura doyle even sent the family a sympathy card With 20 bucks in it. Karen would move in with Irene to help her through her grief. Oh, my
0: God. If you tell me these girls did it, damn bitches. Oh, my God. I don't don't want to get ahead of myself. but Oh, you're killing me. They did do it. Oh, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. That's... Oh, my God. And move in with the mom?
1: Yeah. With her two-year-old daughter. Moves in, like... Basically to console her and help her through her grief. And, you know, be- almost becomes like a surrogate daughter to her during this time. Um, Karen was also obsessed with the murder. Well, this yeah. is the best friend, the one that she's been best friends with since she was eight years old.
0: Fuck her. Oh, my God. Ugh. She
1: visits Missy's grave several times a week, taking her flowers. Um, she covered her room with pictures of Missy and newspaper clippings about the murder.
0: That girl's fucked up in the head. I Big time. Oh, my God she even confessed to seeing
1: missy's ghost which probably i'll call bullshit yeah but to tell her mom that
0: that is so fucked up i like you can't even see my mouth is wide open like taking all like, the air out
1: of this room sitting there at dinner with them every night with her, the mom and the brothers like, basically oh, miss like so
0: mu- miss her so much eating, eating and just oh. the
1: woman's food the that, woman she prompt, is that she made her living like, underneath
0: her roof right like, and taking you know oh my god and then to, on, on top of everything to torment her by saying i saw her ghost yeah. the mom probably desperate to
1: you know see any, any sort of
0: image of her do you right. know what i mean dream ghost whatever call it
1: yeah so wow. sociopath big time um karen also sent family and friends on fruitless searches based on her lies and misstatements
0: what were they searching for at this point? Was she's her body? Like still just trying recovered? to figure
1: out who the true killer was.
0: Oh, I gotcha. Okay.
1: Even telling them like, I'm going to help you find who killed her. You oh, know? I like, heard
0: this and that. And yeah. God, that is, that's a special type of evil. Yeah. And and basically she was there
1: to figure out what they knew about the murder. Wow. That, because, that's... you know, the 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 detectives are coming back and, and feeding them back the information that they're getting. So, can- that's so evil. I just, I just can't even. The police have no leads. Um, I think at some point they suspect the friends, but they don't have anything to go on. Nothing Especially like Especially if it's water,
0: there's probably no fingerprints. Right. There's, if nobody saw them, I mean, wow. Right.
1: Um, I think uh, I was watching one of the shows and it was talking about, um, I think it was like investigative ID or something right. like that. The detective was like, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you. Until Eva. Trumbolo came forward in 1988 and said she had been with the other two girls the day Missy was murdered and confessed that they had taken a ride up to the mountains with Missy, Karen, and Lauren. Karen met them there in a separate car According to the prosecutor, Severson and Doyle lured Avila to the creek and then proceeded to yell at her about her prom- supposed promiscuity. promiscuity. Um, both girls accused her of having sex with their boyfriends and told her that she had messed up too many relationships. They were just basically berating her, and on top of berating her, they they start beating her up. Then they hold her down and with a knife, they cut her hair off. <gasps> No, and one of the detectives i think the same detective i was telling you about basically says that this is a way to like take away her demoralizer, demoralizer. Kind of, yeah. yeah laura held her down in six inches of water and drowned her both oh. girls placed the 100 pound log on her body to hold her down
0: <laughs> wow that is
1: so fucked up um this girl that came forward eva basically she didn't <laughs> sorry excuse me bless you um she didn't see this this the actual take happen- place yes yeah, no because that, when the actual physical altercation started to take place she was like okay i don't want to have any part of this this is what she says she didn't want to have any part of that so she runs back to the car okay so well that that's all going down she's in the car so she doesn't see the actual like them holding her down in the water or whatever oh but God. they come back to the car and they basically say she's dead um karen jumps in her car takes off and laura says we killed her
0: wow and it took three years for this girl eve to say anything i think she
1: was terrified i don't know or maybe she was maybe they convinced her that you know just part of you it you're an accessory you're, now Yeah, exactly on top of you know you've just gone with these girls and they just have committed a murder against somebody that's their best friend that they've known for a long time what are they going to do to you so who knows like who knows how that all went down
0: well you know what in a lot of i mean at least she finally said something right and you know honestly if she'd
1: never come forward this could be a cold case still
0: so what made did they say what made her come forward
1: yeah her brother committed suicide and she was dealing with the grief of that and she just couldn't take it anymore she couldn't stand the fact that somebody was going she understood the grief right and she couldn't stand that missy's family was going through this and they had no idea what had happened to her
0: can you imagine just holding that type of secret for so long what that actually does to somebody as well right whatever reason at least she finally said something
1: yeah so like i said she hadn't been part of the murder and she stated that she would walked back to the car and like i just said to you like she said that the reason she'd come forward that her mother her brother had committed suicide so she's she's dealing with her own grief nearly three years after missy's murder the los angeles sheriff's investigators finally arrested the two su- suspects karen severson 20 and laura doyle at 21 at this time the motive for killing according to the authorities was jealousy over a boyfriend girls girls
0: fucking boys are not that important
1: exactly when irene avila 47 found out about the arrest she said it was like somebody punched her in the stomach she said she was shocked and walked toward her room and passed out
0: I can't imagine. Not only did her daughter die, not only did they finally figure out who it was, but can you imagine feeling like I, you were, I had taken. This person you in were this... taken? You were taken. You would feel like you've been caught. I fed this girl. I housed this girl. I took care of her child. I treated her like she was my
1: own. And that's the thing is that she was like family. Wow. She was family basically to them. They had no reason to suspect her. No reason at all in their wow. mind because they. You know like why like I think of my daughter's friends that she's known since she was younger like why would you suspect them you know what I mean like I don't know both Severson and Doyle pled not guilty to one count of murder apiece Um, Severson pled not guilty to charges of kidnapping false imprisonment and aiding and the commission of a felony after the fact both declined to talk about the charges um, what puzzles those familiar with the case is not only the extent of the girl's apparent charade, but whether others might have known of their alleged involvement and kept silent about it for nearly three years.
0: Wow, did a lot? Of, did anybody else come forward after that? Um, no. After Eve said anything?
1: Mm-mm. Nobody.
0: Because if they got in the car, they seemed so callous. I mean, whoever told Eve seems so, I mean, from what I mean, you're telling me, seems so callous in regards to just telling her, yeah, she's dead.
1: Right. In March 1990, Severson and Doyle were convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to 15 years to life in prison. The jurors later stated that they were not convinced that the murder was planned and rejected the first degree murder charge.
0: I was just going to say, how the fuck did they get second degree murder? That sounds premeditated to me if Laura was already waiting. No, who was it? Karen was already waiting there. Right. And they brought that little girl over there.
1: Yeah. So, I think they felt like it was just some like the girls wanted to scare her, but it got out of hand, which I don't I'm not buying that.
0: There's a knife. They have a knife. Literally, they, have they, a knife to cut off her hair.
1: They cut off her hair. They beat the crap out of her. Like she was gonna go home to her family, and you think there wasn't gonna be repercussions for that?
0: Yeah. I. I yeah. They. They. It pre- was definitely premeditated. I have no words at right now because I'm just like I can't believe second degree murder is what they got.
1: Yeah. Karen Severson was released on December 9th, 2011. You are fucking kidding me. Yeah. She uh, served 23.5 years. So unlike some of the stuff that we talk about where these people are either still in prison or they've met their demise in prison, these people have supposedly, quote unquote, they've paid their debt to society and they're out. Laura Doyle was released from prison in December 2012 after serving 22 years. But it's not over. It's not the end of this family's nightmare. Because when Karen Severson is released, she decides to write a few books. The first is Hope Beyond Fences that came out in 2013 under the pen name Kay Crane. And the second is My Life, I Lived It in 2014, supposed to coincide with the anniversary of uh, Missy's murder. So add insult to injury. God. her family's blindsided by this and it mortifies them that she's opening these wounds that for them have never fully healed right oh um, my god there were there was an interview on abc7 her sister-in-law basically speaking for the family says it's almost if we're fighting missy's life for missy's life all over again
0: uh, okay and bear with me um, let me know if i'm wrong but i thought there was a law put in almost i thought it was a decade ago that you they cannot profit off the, after but this the, is after in California.
1: Victims. This is in California. So I think that that law was like somewhere else. Um, they end up suing the publisher and they sue Karen. Good. They also um, push for legislation that will not only keep this from happening to them, but from happening to their families and that legislations known as Missy's Law. So, Shavon Avila, who's a sister-in-law, she says that when I first found out about Karen's book, it felt like a sock in the gut. And then Severson's interviewed as well. She says that she's going to donate a portion of her proceeds from the book to documentary to anti-bullying organizations in Missy's name.
0: Should yeah, you you need to go ahead and fucking give that all to the to she those. There's a few office. interviews.
1: She ends up on Doctor Phil. Kind of Doctor Phil is like kind of gives it to her, like, but it's still, it's like super. You still
0: have, you're still giving her some sort of notoriety for literally murdering attention. somebody. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so mad. I
1: know. In one of the interviews that she was, had done, she um she sa- she basically says, I didn't say everything I have to live. It's hard to get a job out there.
0: Oh, wow, wow. Or, Maybe you shouldn't fucking murder somebody. Exactly. Um.
1: So anyways, the legislation that the family pushed for eventually gets signed into law in California in 2015 by Governor Jerry Brown. Basically, doesn't allow convicted felons to prop- profit from their crimes. Um, and it also notifies the family when something like this is, you know.
0: I think are you sure it's not a federal law though? Cuz cuz now that you're mentioning it, I th- I thought for some reason when, um, I don't know, I can't remember, so bear with me here, but I thought when that was Wayne some, Gacy, I think it Wayne was. Gacy, I think. And then there was somebody else just recently, yeah, maybe it, it was Arius or something. It and they were like, so they wanted to write a book maybe, to profit they're is, like, but with the articles? You. Yeah. Maybe, maybe
1: it is after the fact, but this was 2015. Okay. So in California at the time, there was nothing like this. So um, maybe
0: Arizona has a lot, but I, Missy's law sounds familiar. So maybe I'm just, I'm just confused. <laughs> maybe i'm wind up wine
1: fused maybe maybe so at the end of it all she ends up keeping a p- portion of the profits for herself and when asked what she would say to someone who says there are other ways to make money she says like what sell myself didn't she
0: just do that though yeah
1: no she's fucking wiping her, her ass with somebody else's tragedy God, yeah, I just she's, can't a piece, even, she's a total just piece of shit end. she's yeah. a piece of shit like
0: I don't have care
1: she she's paid her debt to society, but she's a complete piece of shit.
0: Oh, God, yeah.
1: And at least the other one, Laura Doyle, like... Shut the she, fuck up and went away? Yeah, yeah, she had the fucking sense to just slink off into wherever and just, you know, stay under the radar. And this one, obviously, like, she still wants to be the center of attention. She still wants to take the light. God, I can't... I mean, did they ever... the
0: mom ever confront her in, like, court or anything like that?
1: Um, I think they did. I think they did. They had their, their say in court, like they did. She had to deal with them. And I think that was, um, part of her interview with Dr. Phil was, um, how she felt about being confronted in court by the family.
0: Oh, poor her. Yeah.
1: She's yeah
0: yeah i yeah she's a big piece of shit
1: and not only that so she does a few other appearances also like i said she does the appearance on dr phil and a few other cringy appearances where she admits to the murder but at the same time it's like in, in a weird way and i'm listening to these and she's just trying to defect the blame onto others like she just she can't take full responsibility she's she's your like sociopath like she's just a total sociopath Anyways, she downplays her part in the murder, even going so far as to say that she didn't drown her, but she chose to walk away while she was being drowned, and that was, that eventually killed her. So she's not, it's like she's taking responsibility and not taking responsibility. Like, it's, like, she just can't. Even the title of her book, It's My Life, I Lived It, bitch yeah you lived exactly somebody else died
0: died. oh i walked away shut the fuck up you're just as guilty get the fuck out of here and
1: and her book is a reaction to some of the movies and the books and stuff that were out there like she felt like they didn't get it right or they didn't portray her
0: fuck her
1: yeah exactly you lost the right to be. i'm
0: just saying i mm -mm, nope fuck her
1: it's almost like she's trying to steal missy's thunder again Like she's just, she was jealous of her when Missy was alive, and she's still jealous of her now. There was also a movie made about this in 1992. You might have seen it. Um, It's called A Killer Among Friends, where Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Saved by the Bell plays the part of Missy, and Patty Duke plays the mom. So it's a little whitewashed. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) She's not Hispanic in the movie, names have been changed. So but I mean, basically, the the gist of the story is there.
0: I Um, want to say for some reason, that sounds really familiar, but I can't say for sure if I've seen it.
1: Yeah, I I remember watching it. and I remember being like, oh, my God, that's what horrible friends like. That's just the most awful. Like, I can't even imagine what this poor girl went through. Anyways,
0: reality, at the end of the day. Because she was constantly criticized, because people started rumors, because they were jealous, because she was pretty. In all reality, she probably just wanted some acceptance from people that she loved. Right. Her best friend. Right. And yet her best friend killed her. And then
1: her best friend went and lived with... Did I say best friend? Breast...
0: And then her
1: best friend went and lived with her mom and... Pretended. god insult
0: to injury man i swear i don't know if i could have handled myself you- i may have flew over the court what kind wall of self-control
1: there? does her mom have no shit to find out that all this time this girl has like doing the charade brothers. You- her brothers yeah that's a lot of self-control
0: yeah that's that's
1: to find out about out. that after the fact there's also been a few other books written about this other than karen's
0: yeah don't read hers yeah if it has a karen in the name fuck it there was Missy's Murder oh, no. written by Karen Sorry. Kingsbury. Oh, that Karen's okay.
1: And then The Murder of Michelle Avila by Amy Barnes.
0: That one sounds more in- well, not, sounds more interesting to me, at least. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. <laughs> based the on the Karen. title. Based on the title. <laughs> Anyways,
1: so yeah, that's my story.
0: Oh, that is super sad. That poor girl, man. You just... it broke my heart. That breaks my heart. Can you imagine, especially because we have girls, and I know we kind of go back and forth discussing this a lot, but... We have girls, so we kind of know that ho- sort of them bringing other, you know, friends home and then so on and so forth. And you having them, you're trusting them to come into your house, spend the night, so on and so forth. Right. Then.
1: This and then the story that we did last week. You know, I just, you just put yourself in the place of the mom.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And so in knowing how moms are, at least how I am, and I know you're the same way. I I think about things over and over again, like how I could have done them differently or like replay things in my head. So I can't even imagine like going through something like that, especially having to do with your daughter.
0: I wouldn't survive. Any child, like if it was your son
1: or your daughter, but like there's in the book she like quotes Irina saying like you're not supposed to have a favorite child right and she felt guilty for you know feeling this way towards her but held a very special place in her heart even that like reading those excerpts out of the book like just tore me up
0: you know i hear you girl. and it's funny because i mean you don't have a favorite child i mean granted my family would say my little latin prince is my favorite but i just love them very differently right no. like little Absolutely. sergio i love like I can't breathe without my you know making sure he's okay. And Talia, I love the same way, but there's a different bond between her because we're women. Right. And she's at home, and she's my best friend. In a you know at the same time, so I get that. Um, although I am much harder on her. I don't know what it is about girls. I'm just much more harder on boys. You know, Latin princes. You know how that goes. Right. No,
1: I feel the same way. I'm so. I'm a little bit harder on Serena because I expect, expect certain things out of her because she's so smart. Like. And we're you know, women, and then and we, we want to make our
0: girls strong. You
1: no, know, and we also, like, I, for me personally, like, there's things that I've done in my life, and I'm just like, don't do that, don't yeah. do that, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. But, like, like you said, like, you love them all differently. They all bring different things to the table. Yeah. You know? Like, Mario's, like, he's very doting. He, he, he takes care of mama. You know what I mean? He's always, he's always making sure, like, there's coffee in the morning. Aww um like he's just he's very doting and then isaiah like he we we could talk about anything yeah like we talk about so many things and then serena she's just she's my baby girl she's they all bring something different to the table so i love them all differently and i love them equally
0: i hear you girl i'm the same way with like i said talia i'm just we're around a lot we're besties we fight like all the time um with little Sergio it's a whole different ball game it's just like I said it's it's they're very same they're I love them exactly the same it's just very differently right um he gives me an extra long hug and I could have a cheesy I'll have a cheesy smile for like the rest of the day right you know what I mean no and I get it I think because he's just a little bit um harder nut to crack right um of course my Latin prince so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark oh, yeah. used to talk shit all the time but I'm like, whatever.
1: So I only printed one picture. Um, there's a picture of Missy right there. That's actually a picture. The middle picture is actually a picture of mm-hmm. Karen. So you see, like... Okay, so like I said, Missy at the time of her death was about 90 pounds. Four wow. foot 11. Beautiful girl. And Karen was almost about 200 pounds. So can you imagine, like, going up against that? You like, can, There's just no
0: did- chance. I mean, no matter how strong in shape, just size... Yeah, you, there's just no way to get around that.
1: Right. Yeah, jealousy, it's a—it's an ugly thing. It
0: really is. Girls, don't be jealous of girls. Hype other girls up. Exactly. Your time will all come. Be happy with what you got.
1: Don't bully. No, 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 no. Anyways, so that's my story.
0: Aww. I'm sorry.
1: I didn't mean to depress nah, you. No, but... that's
0: okay. That's the whole thing of our podcast. So we're going to go ahead and give a little toast to Missy and
1: drink hope to you're Missy. resting in,
0: in peace. and Hope you are. Hope Irene is doing well.
1: So, what do you have for us? What spooky story do you have?
0: Well, before I even mention my spooky um, story-ish, I actually saw yesterday, I was with Sergio and Talia, and I had mentioned this earlier when I got here, is that I love John Leguizamo. I like his one-man plays. I think they're hysterical. I just like him. So, he actually came up with a new one on Netflix called um, Latin History for morons i think is what he called it something to that effect it's on netflix but girl he kind of gives you a very quick lowdown in regards to all our ancestry which really makes you want to go ahead and do the dna testing really yeah. Oh, you guys still haven't done that no, yet? No, because Sergio was like, oh, the government. I don't know where he got, like, conspiracy from, but that's well, fine. Whatever. It's up to him. Um, and then Talia was talking about that same thing, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, girl, they already have our they already have our, our DNA. I, They have mine. Well, at least my fingerprints, because, you know, federal. So, anyways, um, not as in federal penitentiary. <laughs> I was going just... <laughs> to say, maybe you should clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story. But, moving on. Anyways... Great. I I actually found it like funny. It was super funny, but it was super sad at the same time because I mean they killed. I mean extinct. They literally Spanish people came over and just wiped out, wiped out extinct Incas, Aztec Indians. It, it, it's just it's an amazing. And a lot scene. of that was
1: just disease. Yeah, that's just. No, crazy. no, no, no.
0: One of the um, I guess the first person that came over there, he actually was patient, almost like a serial killer. He waited for... Coronado? The, I think so. He was actually patient enough to wait till most of those diseases killed the majority of the Aztecs off, tricked the king, and Montezuma? raped him. No, I don't think it was Montezuma. Maybe? I don't Montezuma? think so. I think that's... Montezuma? I don't think that's... I don't know. But you gotta watch it. I mean, it's right. really good. But um, I was just like... It was sad because that's in none of our history books. None of it. Right. Had they mentioned that? Maybe they wouldn't we'll just save that for another day so um yeah. my story is dun 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 so anyways and i think we got to take a visit over there one of these days although i'm not going to uh, certain places this place but either way dun, 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 dun. let's try that again
1: i don't even know i know I'm all just over the like, place you're i'm like sorry you're just you just watching. you just see alma
0: she's sitting there with a glass of wine and this blank look like what the fuck are you doing you just zigzag through <laughs>
1: something i'm just like i don't even know where we just went in that conversation <laughs> You have no idea. We have conversations like this all the time. Well, usually Alma <laughs> can follow, but she's
0: like, "I've got wine." <laughs> it is. It is Thursday. <laughs> it's a struggle. I was so. not following that. Oh, I know. Okay. I'm sorry. So, so I'm gonna thank my sources first. So, thank you to weirdest. dot com, weird us, weirdest, weird us. Weird us.
1: <laughs> weird us. Weird US. <laughs> We're weird.
0: (laughs) We weird. Weirdos. (laughs) It's a club. You gotta apply. So... HauntedPlacesToGo.com, PrairieGhost.com, and then I'll mention the last one because it's a dead giveaway, which you're going to hear in a second anyway. So here we go. So on the first day of July in the year of 1876, a group of seven people entered the prison for the very first time. In a a very unusual turn of events, individuals were actually locked into cells that they had actually constructed with their own hands. So... We're talking about the Yuma Territorial Prison. Ooh. That is perched on top of a rocky hill overlooking a small town. I don't know how small Yuma is now. I feel like I had caffeine and I really didn't. <laughs> you're, you're looking at me like, what the fuck? All right. Yeah, let's try this again. So Yuma I'm not trying is to get known We're as the armpit
1: of Arizona.
0: Cruising... <laughs> all right no i'm okay. just joking I'm just all right joking. no these inmates marched into the newly constructed prison like i said um it was obviously just uncomfortable because they know since they put the prison together that there's no getting out of there there's no secret hidden place which i'm like dude leave a rock loose something <laughs> i don't know they're just gonna have their hands free looking outside right
1: <laughs> well i'm sure they were supervised while they were doing it right <laughs>
0: So they actually knew that there was just no way to escape. The 33 years at the Yuma prison was actually opened. Um, There was a total of over 3,000 prisoners, including 29 that lived in their prison. The crimes ranged from murder to polygamy, grand larceny being the most common. During that time, um, it looks like TB, which seems to be a big killer in those times especially, um, you know, killed a lot of people, unfortunately. But the story is that some of the prisoners actually never left. So some side notable inmates were um, Buckskin Frank Leslie. What? So <laughs> That's my that's my old timey voice. It's not very old timey, but that's fine. It's fine. It's fine, Alma. Okay. So <laughs> say that again. I don't know if I count with that smiling. <laughs> it's Buckskin Frank Leslie. Okay. So Leslie, uh, she, he worked for for Wyatt Earp in the Oriental Bar in Tombstone, Arizona. <laughs> so uh, he actually killed Billy Claiborne of the Clanton gang, um, but then killed his girlfriend in a drunken rage. So um, yeah.
1: Oh, he was a winner. Mm, winner, right? winner, winner, winner. Chicken, Chicken dinner. dinner. Yeah.
0: So, um, however, Wyatt Earp was reputed to have said Leslie was the only man who could compare to Doc Holliday's and in his blind speed and accuracy with a six with a six gun. I a can six see shooter, you. I'm thinking.
1: I can see you in an old timey de- <laughs> dress. <laughs>
0: Ass is too fat for an old-timey dress i wouldn't need one of those little buffons or whatever they had <laughs> it's fine so the other prisoner was uh pearl hot um along with joe boot she robbed the globe to florence stagecoach oh so another. it was uh it was a female film female and male prison yeah yeah just, it was co-ed? Yes, ma'am. There was 29 <laughs> women that actually were there. Oh, so. wow. Okay. Anyways, Miss um, uh, <laughs> Pearl Hart became a media sensation around the entire country and sentenced to five years in the Yuma prison. Uh, but she used her feminine wiles to both prisoners and gods alike. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> she was pardoned after two years.
1: Oh, my I feel like I'm on a ride at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You could be the voice while we're touring the prison. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Put
0: oh, on no. these headphones. Okay, and then walk in, fucking tough-ass Alana Estrada. I don't even got a voice for her, because I'll, I'll tell you right now. So, in a crowd of passion, uh, Miss Estrada would say that she was sentenced to seven... Well, she was actually sentenced to seven years in prison for manslaughter. She, um, she stabbed her unfaithful lover... Okay. Then cut open his heart, pulled his heart out of his chest, and then threw it at his face. Oh, you don't want to mess with I'm the Latinas. Like, God <laughs> damn. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm all right then. She was mad and upset. She Hello. did not fuck around. I I kinda laughed, even though I I kinda laughed, I'm not gonna lie. Because you could just see like a just a fucking regular hot headed Latina woman grabbing some shit and throwing it at somebody, but she grabbed his heart. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was like what the uh he just died
1: we might grab something else not your heart not in that way not exactly we <laughs> might like, steal god, your damn. heart but we're we not gonna grab, grab it. it out of your chest
0: oh my Ouch. god wow I saw that it's not funny but it still made me laugh a little bit cause I was like god damn you have Mrs. Pearl hot being all you know using her feminine wiles and fucking Elena Estrada said fuck that noise <laughs> and she only got seven years for that shit oh seriously I, I that might be worth it <laughs> no plain. <laughs> totally plain I'm not plain I'm plain I'm plain <laughs> Sergio take heed <laughs>
1: Sergio run
0: run Sergio run all right. So they were saying that when prisoners broke the rules, um, he was he was confined to solitary to the dark cell. Now if anybody's ever been to Yuma, have you been there to the Yuma prison? I've passed through Yuma. But <laughs> I've
1: never I don't stopped.
0: Think that was the Is one. this a territorial prison? Yes. Okay. Okay. So um this
1: <laughs> I passed through
0: Yuma. <laughs> I I'm like, in Yuma. I didn't ask you that at all. <laughs> To. on the way
1: to california
0: <laughs> <laughs> i actually have been there when i was young my stepfather took us um, there um because i was really i was a teenager i was kind of being a little bit bitch and grouchy and stuff so they wanted to stop off and check it out that dark room is not the business You wanted
1: to put a smile on your face so he took He's you like, to bitch, prison. I'm gonna put you in prison
0: <laughs> so but that that dark room not the business it is the darkest room i've ever seen in my fucking life it i like i wouldn't go in there at all just saying Alma ideas and stuff like that. Be like, don't shove me in there. I'll, I'll lose my shit. <laughs>
1: We're still gonna go to the San Carlos.
0: all right definitely. You say that now. I know, I do. I'm such a drunk. And then planner. when I
1: throw out the idea drum Okay you guys when well, we went up to um Sedona. Sedona. I had this bright idea. There's a haunted <laughs> bar up there. And I was like, Let's go see this haunted bar and she was like just, No fucking way. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay, for what? I don't know why. Okay, I'll agree. I was a total I was a total mental case cuz I didn't even think about it. All I thought was us like a like literally a personal room being reserved for us and me being totally freaked out and then i thought about it later and i was like oh my god i feel like kind of an idiot because i I mean it's a pretty popular restaurant it is it actually is
1: we wouldn't be there by ourselves
0: oh whatever i know i know i I apologize (laughs) i ain't gonna apologize no more i'm just messing with you i know it's okay it's fine you you are entitled girl because that was like fucking bonehead move of the day of the (laughs) day but yeah weekend oh well we had fun we did we drank lots Okay, so um, when they threw these guys into this solid... I'm having a hard time saying that. Maybe it's a line. So when they put these guys in solitary, they would only put them in their um, underwear, um, one meal of bread and water each day. Um, They would have both legs individually chained to ring bolts.
1: So when I think of underwear, I think of boxers, Arpaio, Ten City, but... Well, this is the old tiny timey thing right? where their their underwear were like top to bottom, right? I think so. With the little
0: one uh, more tiny white escape patch invested. in the back. <laughs> That's an ugly
1: escape patch. Her,
0: huh? <laughs> <laughs> just take them off. Stop being lazy. <laughs> Stop. It's fine. You're in Arizona, not in fucking oh, Wisconsin, no. where it's cold as shit. Wow. It's fine. Take them off. Okay. So, um, but they actually had, you know, them, both the legs, um, chained up in a U-bolt. So you could only go like one leg at a time, which right. always makes me laugh when I was thinking about that. So the only light came during the day from a small ventilation shaft in the ceiling. So after the sun that went down, the, the prisoners were usually in completely total darkness. Um, they offered, they offered shared the dark cell with scorpions and snakes. Oh, fun huh and other um vermin that slithered in the dark you know bugs roaches i'm sure all of it um however they did say that the sadistic guards would actually drop that shit inside those ventilation things they would fuck catch with the like snakes and just throw them in there You fuck with the prisoners oh my god what assholes huh so anyways, <laughs> well, i guess it depends on who they were No, okay. yeah because I guess if it was karen severson i'd throw a snake in there hell yeah scorpions for days <laughs> fuck that bitch mm, fuck that be so anyways. Um, so during this whole time, this dark cell, prisoners coming in and out, over the 3,000, blah, blah. Well, not into the dark cell, but the ones who did visit there. They said that none of them actually died in there. However, when um, two different inmates, when they were in that dark cell, had to be transported to um, the insane asylum in Phoenix after being in there. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. So what time, what time period was this?
0: This is still within the thirty three years, so I'm assuming it's probably closer to 1876. Probably, okay. you know, early 1900s. But it, this is kind of what's going on at that point in time. Right. Nope, probably, yeah, yeah, early 1900s. So, we're gonna go with that. <laughs> You're asking me facts, Alma. I just can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was 1899 in March of. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. So, anyways, blah blah blah. Anyways, so like I mentioned, no documentation of any deaths occurred there, but paranormal researchers believe the spirits in the structure are actually drawn to it because of the emotional charge in that room specifically. They said it's almost as if an energy from the room from the room powers the spirits. Um, they said there's a bunch of other hauntings in that area in that same prison as well. Oh
1: now maybe we need to go there. Hmm.
0: No, maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to that dark room. fuck that. I've been that. I like look at the dark room and I ran the other way. So Linda Offreny, a ranger at the prison site, talked about an incident where she sensed a present in a cell that frightened her. So, um, she was actually talking to the person who's, who's doing the writing that she actually mentioned that there was a photo that she had found in her files that was taken by a female tourist in like 1930s. Um, while the woman in the photo does not appear out of the ordinary, there is a clear image of a ghostly man behind her and just inside the opening of a cell. Ooh. That specific cell, um, which has now been walled up was where the insane prisoners were housed before being moved to other facilities. The, assist, the assistant park manager, Jesse Torres, um, stated that he was in the museum early one morning and he thought that a co-worker had called out to him. Did you get it? So he went over there to tell her, what are you talking about? Um, when he went back there to talk to her, he realized that the other person that was there with him at the facility was in a completely different building and, the, and that he was actually alone in this building. By himself when he was hearing people talking to him like that. Oh hell no. So he also mentioned that um, at the far end of the corridor in cell 14 was occupied in the 1900s by John Ryan. They said he was not only disliked by the guards but the prisoners didn't like him either and at times when um, they passed his old cell they find themselves shivering because of the coldness. John was found guilty of Crimes against nature, which meant he committed rape or any crime of sexual deviation. I mean, it or, could uh, be
1: like he could have been homosexual.
0: You know, it could be that it says like you yeah, know back you're then. right. You're absolutely right. It could have been. Could have not been. But they said before he finished his sentence, he actually committed suicide in a sale. Oh, a sale God. in his cell. Too much wine. Sorry. On other accounts, they hear a lot of muffled conversation in vacant rooms. Um, witnesses seeing things out of the corner of their eyes they said there's also a woman who sings in the visitor's area early in the morning. They always, they talk about things just being moved um, about, lights being turned off and on. Ew. On one occasion, they said that coins from the cash register in the gift shop actually flew literally up, like literally flew up in the air and then landed back in the drawer.
1: Shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah. That's two and a half hours Like away. coins? Yeah. And if I met on on one of the other well the websites that I had actually said thanks to, um, they were saying that they think it's they think that it's a specific ghost that's very childlike, but they mess with the coins only, but not the dollars. Strange, right?
1: Well, they make the most noise. Dollars don't make noise. Not at all.
0: It's dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> so, um, so, eventually, the prison closed in 1909. Um, inmates were shackled together, transported to the prison in Florence, Arizona. So, what happens next? They put the Yuma Union High School in the facility till 1914. What? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, they said, and then in the 1920s, when they actually evacuated, the high school was gone and evacuated, Hobos and bums took advantage of the empty cells for shelter. And then during the Depression, it was used as a haven for the homeless and their families. So, in the years that followed, the prison grew smaller and smaller as local residents saw the stones as free building material for homes, okay, projects. Why not? Um, they said that along, the theft, along with fires and weather, um, the railroad construction, I guess, went right through there as well, that there wasn't a whole lot left of the Yuma prison. They say today only the cells in the main gate and the tower remain. Surprisingly, the most prominent ghost might be that of a small child. The ghostly phantom loves pinching, poking, touching with icy fingers. But only if you're wearing red clothing. A psychic touring the prison felt the. Good g- to know. Right? Uh, see this. I don't can't wear go red to shit. Because I have nightmares forever. What if she wants <laughs> to come home with me? No, Alma.
1: I don't. I don't like when they touch you. No.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> poking, prodding. I don't want them poking me either, girl.
1: No. Don't don't touch me. <laughs> you can talk to me. <laughs> Just don't touch me. <laughs> don't not with your icy cold fingers nope I'm, i don't even like albert's icy cold toes to touch
0: me in the girl i'm out the night. door you had me at ghost no. i'm out the door so um they said that an actual um psychic in the prison felt like i think i mentioned that the spirit was not an angry prisoner but rather that of a little girl perhaps really? they're, they're thinking that maybe it was one of the families that during the depression that found themselves homeless and living in the prison Until they can get back into their feet. And they say that this little girl happens to be... um, Mostly she pokes and pods and I see all that stuff. Fingers and whatnot. Happens mostly in that dark room.
1: What's up with the dark room? Girl,
0: I don't know. I'm telling you, it's crazy. You you have to see that dark room to freak you out. That dark room is
1: solitary confinement. Yes. It was a solitary confinement. Yes.
0: So, so... As the years go past, a writer from, I think it was Arizona Highways, if I remember correctly, wanted to experience what the prisoners went through. So she attempted to spend 48 hours in the dark cell. So she was shackled, like shackled with the ring bolt, just kind of like the um, prisoners would be. Excuse me. Um, Shackled with the ring bolt like the prisoners would be. Um, They only gave her a jug of water and a loaf of bread. The magazine, um, yeah, girl, this girl was like, Fuck this noise. Um, 11 hours before the 48 hours was up, she started freaking the fuck out. Wait, she made it through 11 hours? No, she made it through 30, no, it was just 48 hours, 11 hours. Oh, okay. okay. so she almost made the whole time, except, um, right at about short of 11 hours, she started freaking the fuck out, and she's like, she was screaming and yelling, she said, I am fucking not alone in this dark cell, get me the fuck out of here. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm-mm which i'm like i don't know why people do that like even Mm -mm, no when i watch some of these ghost
1: shows and they'll look go in a room and they'll provoke something and you know it's dark in there and they're like trying to get something to elicit some sort of behavior reaction yeah i don't don't even know how they last five minutes i can't sit in a closet that's not haunted for five minutes (laughs) (laughs) oh that's my safe place (laughs) no dark no. closet closed anything, door anything that's dark i'm just like okay my mind starts running away with me so i don't yeah. think i could do that
0: i have anxiety girl that's my safe place closed door closet i'm like rocking back and forth it'll be fine it'll be fine no stabbing and no i'm playing
1: <laughs> no you're not <laughs>
0: So anyways, um, they said that, like I mentioned earlier, that half of the original prison had been destroyed when the railroad um, rerouted its main line in the 1920s. So homeless families um, took shelter in the remaining buildings until the Great Depression. Like I mentioned, families came over, stayed there. So the rest of the site would actually just fall victim to, like, again, fires, r- recycling material they right. have in quotes. <laughs> I'm like, who would do that? But I guess, Okay.
1: Because well, I mean, of huh it's not like they had ace hardware down the road yeah, or I home depot I guess you're right
0: but i mean the rocks the
1: Facts bricks are rocks. already made the rocks are already ready to go like it's they're all in one alma big giant
0: pile It's stealing alma Okay it's kind of riding away so it's it's fine it's fine So <laughs> So anyways um i i think her name is Clarissa if i remember correctly i just didn't write her name down but she actually She headed a... In about nineteen forty 1940s, she actually headed a bunch of local volunteers and fought to actually preserve the city museum. 1961, the museum was included into the Arizona State Parks and became one of the state's top tourist attractions. So more than about a half a million visited the historic site.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: So in 2010... (laughs) In 2010, the prison again was threatened by the state's budget crunch. Better, so but chain gangs of the local of local volunteers raised funds to keep the prison open.
1: You sounded like red on (laughs) orange is the
0: new black. (laughs) <laughs> watch that show but all right so it's just a uh, the prison still remains open a day some believe that the spirits of prisoners remain there like i mentioned before trapped in the walls of the prison itself for some men whether it was humane facility or not being chained up and jailed was a fate worse than death are they now reliving it for eternity that's what they said so Bug. That's the Yuma Territorial Prison. So I do kind of want to go over there. I remember going over there and seeing that dark room, which freaked me out. Right. And then a picture of Jesus, but the eyes like literally followed you wherever you went. Freaked me the fuck Where out. Where was the picture? On a wall, I think, in the museum. It was just like, it was weird. I, I, you might be able to look at it online, but freaked me the fuck out. I'll take your word for it. It was no good. <laughs> But it doesn't take much, to be honest with you. But yeah, that dark room, There, were, my stepfather was like, yeah, you go like in, walk in there. In, I'm like, You no. walked into the room? The dark room that's yeah. open. So you could actually but walk you into. But you walked in. You no, I not walk in. I was at the door. I was like, <laughs> my stepfather's like, go You're in. I'm know. like, know. fuck you. You go Sorry. in. I think he's a big one. chicken shit, too. So Whatever. A grown ass man can't do it. Much less a thirteen year old So did they girl. give
1: you like some sort of like prelude? Like they gave you a story about the dark room before you like. No, you didn't. You just had a feeling about it. Yeah, you saw the dark room and you were like, "I'm not going in there."
0: That's exactly it.
1: Okay, I thought maybe like there was a tour and they're like.
0: You know, this I'm sure there room is now, is but again, I went probably late eighties. I was 13 years old, so I, yeah, 80s, definitely 80s. We went over there, happened to be passing by, coming from Calexico, and they thought it would be a great idea to stop there, so I do remember going over there and touring the prison. it's like all of $8 entry fee, if I remember right. correctly. Um, Probably even like now, 25 bucks now. Or no, something. I don't think it's still even that expensive. Really? It's it's very small. And then um, and then we went to the museum afterwards, and that's where I saw that creepy Jesus, and I'm like, oh no. You heard that Shorty? I put my phone right here, it was vibrating and I was like, Ooh. She put it between her legs. <laughs> it's like it's on the table. It startled, like, her. Brruh, brruh. startled her. startled
1: uh, uh, her. I was like, Started Ooh. a young lady. <laughs> my cheeks flushed.
0: <laughs> I would love to say it probably hasn't happened to all of us, but I'm sure it has.
1: <laughs> okay. That, that surprised me. <laughs> She's like,
0: call me again. <laughs> yeah, that's spooky. We
1: should do that. But we, we still need to go to the San Carlos. Okay, ish. Maybe I'll do San Carlos for my next story.
0: All right, there you go.
1: But I don't know, because then you might not want to
0: go. I've actually toured the San Carlos before it got renovated. Oh, my God. No, it wasn't a tour, like a tour. It was like, oh, my God, I love old stuff. Because you know I love old stuff. Right. I, I'm a sucker for some right. old shit. So... Um, I love architecture as well. And I really love Arizona old architecture because there's just so little around. Right. So, um, me and Sergio, because um, you know I was poor. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut <laughs> what do you the speak of? <laughs> You were so, poor? I was poor. So, I was more poor when me and Sergio got together, you know, we well that happens we had our moment you get you get married and then all of a sudden have kids and all of a sudden that money don't stand i get yeah. so you, you get where i'm coming from i know exactly where you're coming
1: from you make a paycheck and then you have to figure out how to make that paycheck last from when yes paycheck. ma'am next paycheck and then you get creative
0: yes ma'am uh yes i'm the boss of creativity oh I'm my sure god i don't too. miss
1: those days
0: same So, um, But yeah, we used to hang around downtown a lot before they had the rail system, before they started renovating that whole area. We just hung out of there because I love the Orpheum Theater. So that was one that I was trying to find a haunted story about. Just a couple, but nothing enough to fill anything so right. but I used to peek into the Orpheum Theater when they were um, renovating it and I was like because I thought they were going to tear it down for a while and I would look into um, windows and see like the beautiful foiled ceilings and just the architecture just it me. I Man, go on and on but anyways, so we would do, we would look do that, and then we would walk into, like, the San Carlos Hotel, and I would just admire um, a lot of the just different old, um, I'm not sure if it was Art Deco, Art Deco, but I remember, it's been a while since I've been down there. Yeah, so, um but it, just all the brass, all, just everything. They had an old bar there, which is no longer there, surprisingly, because right. they did all that renovating. And, um, so me and Sergio just talked to the front desk. We're like, Hey, we're just browsing around. Do you mind? I love old stuff. Do you mind if we look around? They're like, no, I'll go right ahead. We got on the elevator went all, you know, went up and I got to say this, it's, it feels a little, because it was still that old, like, um hotel carpet that right. kind of had that musty kind of smell yeah. smell smell and so it made me really 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 nervous i just felt like uh, something ain't quite right so we get in the elevator and what we instead of you know going to the first floor and going home we go to the basement so what do we do in the basement we walk around and so very dark again we walked into uh, this one there area like, there's an old well down there an old indian well I did not see an old Indian well. I did see a lot of um, subway tiles that were broken up. Did you know that though, all the
1: water in the sun, Carlos is like, there's a well, there's an actual well down I'll in the basement. For? Yeah. And it's, it, they supplied the water to the hotel. Really? Like, so they actually have their own well. Yeah, it's not city water.
0: So. Yeah, we got to get on that because, you know, some of these rich folks are buying all these water rights and we're going to run out of water. <laughs> so uh, it's my conspiracy for the day. But um yeah, we went over there. Creepy as fuck. I mean, we're in the, like in the darkish because you could have a dim light down the hallway, but we got far enough to where there was a lot of stuff that was just broken um, that hadn't been taken care of or dealt with because we're in the basement. So I actually took our own tour of it. But yeah, it kind of it, it gave me heebie jeebies. Well, I'm not going to lie. A good friend of mine, my best friend. Olivia, mm-hmm.
1: I call her Oli. We actually, on Halloween one year, it was actually 2001. Oh, okay. um Same year as 9 11 and everything. We actually decided on Halloween we were going to go down there and we kind of went through all the floors and whatever and nothing. But, you know, it was interesting. And, you know, you see some of the doors have actual famous names on them, yeah. like some of the rooms and whatever. And we walked like, every inch of the place. And then we come downstairs and we're standing there looking at pictures. And all of a sudden we hear like this faraway screaming sound. Really? Yeah. It was like it got closer and closer and closer and just faded out. And we both looked at each other and we're like, okay, that's, that's weird. And we left. Come to find out somebody threw themselves like right kind of where we were standing. Somebody threw themselves from the building. Um, I think her name was Leonie Jensen.
0: Okay, she committed suicide. Like right, like right um, at that time, or okay? Because I know no, no, no. that was, we're reading the same story. Then yeah. it was a few weeks after the San Carlos opened, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: She was that, like a jilted uh, bride or something, yeah. and she was there waiting for her uh, lover, and he never shows up, and then she just is distraught and throws herself out of the window. Um, when you go outside, there's like stars on the sidewalk. Yeah, You've been out there. Yeah, right in the front. There, that's where she wow, supposedly landed. Very interesting. Yeah, so we, yeah, we were both kind of like looked at each other and like, what the hell?
0: Oh, I hear you. That was for a little bit. That was like my focus is finding old um pictures of old town, old um downtown Phoenix. Because I remember when I was younger, seeing a lot of things, but not like I I remember a lot of things, but it's changed so so much since. And the you're 80s, right about the so. ar-
1: architecture because it's so rare. So many buildings have been torn down Burnt. and. Yeah. And you don't realize that like until we went to like San Antonio and you see their downtown have so much history that they history kept. down there compared to what we have. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy to think about how much, how very little that we have downtown and like how precious it is, you know, to hold on to those things in those places. So I don't know.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So, and you know what, in all honesty, I guess our wine name, um, kind of as we're talking about old stuff, Old history, ancient roots.
1: Ancient roots.
0: Goes uh, according to. Goes... We were talking
1: about our DNA test. You need to get yes, on ma'am. that. Yes, ma'am.
0: I am. Yeah. I do want to do that. I was trying to talk my. Oh, but well, that's another story. Just cut that out. <laughs>
1: Well, we did ours. I did mine. And like, I, you know, I have like, I don't even remember the percentages, but a huge percentage is like the Iberian Peninsula, which is Spain, Native American, 40% Um, at least. Yeah. And then uh, another huge percentage for me was like 21% uh, was UK. And I know, you know, from my mom telling me about one of my grandmothers came from Ireland, right? Back in the day. So I, my sister's actually doing the genealogy on that. And I'm interested to find out how far back it goes. It goes.
0: I know yeah. I'm trying to get my cousin Natalie, um, to, oh, we're all going to pitch in and just do one of the DNA testing for my grandpa to see um because he's always said that his mom was french that she actually came over um and married his grandfather which i so i got a picture of my grandfather of him being super young too which i've never seen in my life but anyway, so um i would like to see if whether or not that's really true see what kind of our dna passes through how far so yeah yeah. so anyways we'll talk about it definitely definitely so i'll give my actual percentages when I gotta watch that show again. i'm telling you watch that john laguizamo show the latin history for morons i think it is you're, you're gonna love it I'm telling <laughs> you. it has a lot to do with genealogy at the same all time. right so all right well i think that's it for the night that
1: is it for the night um right. don't
0: forget to support us on patreon we're on there now yay <laughs> um we're gonna and don't forget to um Make sure you follow us on IG or Facebook. Um, we're going to be doing a raffle of sorts. I don't know how we're going to do it. We'll give details a little bit later for a free shirt.
1: There's that. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us
0: on iTunes if
1: you're on iTunes.
0: Then all that business is out the way. You guys have a great night. Good have rest good of the night. weekend. We will talk to you next week. And I'm Yvette. I'm Alma. And this is Tipsy Tales. Good night. Hey
1: guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Tipsy Tales, music by Jesse Bisqueda, artwork by Sergio Hernandez, and if you're listening on iTunes, please don't forget to rate and review. Thanks.